and, and again, like the way that runners talk about running, like no wonder people are like, y'all are nuts. Yeah, no, we know. We're fully aware of it. We get it. But it's fun. Come join us. This one's radio episode 960 starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by me and uh, the coaching that I do. Uh, if you haven't heard before, if you're new to these parts, if, you, if you've been around for a minute, you've probably heard me talk about uh, the fact that I coach and I've got uh, a, a nice little staple of runners uh, that, that I work with. Um, and uh, we've got room for a few more. Uh, currently, as of now, we've got one opening at the Coterie level. Uh, i got two or three. Uh, we'll go with three. Hey, I, what, the more the merrier. We got three openings at the one to one level. And if you want a little bit more, if you want some, some, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Some extra bells, some extra whistles, a, a whole lot, maybe potentially a whole lot more value. Um, get a new, a new level of coaching that is, uh, Details are still being worked out, but if you're interested, let me know. Uh, but one of the highlights is going to be that uh, a couple times a year, if you so choose, a couple times a year, I will uh, make my way to where you are, um, theoretically on race day. But I suppose we could do it, you know, just about any 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 time. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a race. But I'll make my way to where you are and uh, run with you. You know, if you want me to run with you during your race, maybe help pace you a little bit. Uh, you know, to try to get that PR as long as it's within my my realm of uh, ability. Right, if you're a three-hour marathoner, I'm not going to be able to pace you to a, a, a PR. It ain't happening. Uh, but but what I would do is I'll blow myself up for the first ten miles to make sure that you're at the right pace to go from there. I'll be your rabbit for ten miles, then turn you loose for the last sixteen point two. But if you're in my in my wheelhouse, if you're somewhere where I can run the pace you're trying to go, I'll run with you. I'll pace you for the entire uh, entire race. Uh, if you're doing an ultra, I'll come and, and crew you. I'll pace you, you know, to run some miles with you, stay up through the middle of the night with you, whatever it takes. Uh, that's, that's a new level of coaching still, still to be named, uh, details still emerging, but, uh, and there's, there's some other, you know, bells and whistles and extras and, and some things like that that'll come with it as well. Um, but if that's something that you might be interested in, uh, let me know. I don't know how many spots I'm going to have for that right off the bat. Probably just a, a couple few. Um, but if that's something that you might be interested in, let me know. Uh, current details are all available at disruns.com slash coaching. The, the new, uh, the new level will, will make it there, make its way there relatively soon as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you, if you want to maybe work with me, uh, going forward, kind of get you pointed in the right direction, help you, help you work towards your goals this year and beyond, uh, let me know what, uh, what you might be interested in. And again, all details can be found at disruns.com slash coaching. And uh, now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and uh, dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is a lady that I've been uh, connected to on social media for a little while now, and I'm uh, looking forward to diving a little deeper into her story and, and getting a little bit more uh, conversation with her than what I've been able to glean from her tweets over the uh, past couple of years. So uh, I'm just going to cut right to the chase and get the party started by welcoming Miss Ellen Campbell to the show. So uh, thanks for joining us today, Ellen. Really appreciate it. 
Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, as as always with some of these conversations, like not entirely sure. I know I got an idea, a couple places we might go, but you know, always fun to figure out how we're going to get there. Uh, but uh, guys, if you uh, enjoyed today's conversation, you uh, want to maybe check out Ellen and, and kind of follow along with some of the stuff that she's got going on going into the future. Twitter is a great place, probably the best place uh, at Ellen A. Campbell. So pretty pretty self explanatory. It's just her name, but you got that that middle initial in there. So at Ellen, the letter A. Campbell. Uh, on Twitter. And uh, as per usual, everything linked up in the show notes today, along with the photos and all that good stuff. But out on the go, not sure, writing stuff down, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Just point your browser back to disruns.com slash 960. com slash 960. Take you back to the show notes. We'll have the links and the whole nine as per usual. So uh, Ellen, the way we always start out the show is with uh, the same question. Every every single episode, it's it's just a great launching off point, off, launching off point, um, because there's so many good answers to it, and then it just kind of leads into leads into the flow of the conversation more often than not. So we'll just simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I I will say that my favorite race distance is um, the marathon. Um, but I have done more half marathons than than I've done full marathons. Um, I think the the half marathon almost seems too easy for me in terms of like just the, you know, it, it doesn't challenge me completely mentally and completely physically. And I feel like I have really accomplished something when I do run a full marathon. Um, those, and like I said, those are fewer in my uh, running career. And so they feel like really, really solid accomplishments for me. I really feel like I set out to challenge myself and I accomplished it. And so, and you know, my, my very first marathon was like this moment of like, holy cow, I actually did that. And so ever since that feeling, it's kind of like, I've been chasing that. And, um, I, I really, the, the full marathon is definitely my favorite. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That, the, the full has a, a little place in my heart too. That's, that's definitely, um, and I always feel like I'm better at racing the half, but I yes. like the challenge of the full, which I kind of feel like maybe that's kind of some, something that, that you, that you kind of can relate to as well. Yeah. And like I said, you know, when you asked if people wanted to be on the show and I was like, if you want to talk to a back of the pack kind of gal, I'm your girl. Um, and so it's not like I'm like, like my race feels like also just like my regular run <laughs> just because that's, that's how I'm built as a runner. And that's what I know my body can do. And, and, but I feel like I can really push myself in the marathon and, and accomplish that, you know, 26.2 miles. So, um, yeah, I, but I do feel like it's easier for me to just be like, oh, I didn't really train all that much. I can just go out and run a half marathon. And I, like, I, when I say those things to my friends, they're sometimes like, that is the, that is the dumbest sentence I have ever heard a human say. I'm like, I'm fully aware of that. I get it. I know that, but it is what it is. It's where I'm at in my life and I can do that. So <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, I think runners get it because you know, wherever you are on, on the, the time, you know, on the, the, not the timeline, but, but in, you know, if, if, mm-hmm. if the half is your, your like big distance, like big thing that you're trying to figure out, like going out to run a 10 K like, yeah, you can pretty much do that kind of whenever, yeah. like, you know, like yeah. that's probably about where your training kind of stays when you're not training for a big race. Um, right. and so, you know, like, it's the same thing kind of, I, I, again, kind of feel like I'm in the same place with, with you in that, you know, like my long runs every weekend are usually 14, 15, 16 miles. Sometimes they're 12, sometimes they're 10, sometimes they're 18, but they're all kind of in that, in that range. Right. And so, yeah, you like kind of always feel like, yeah, I mean, half marathon, like I, I know I can do it because I did it last week and I'll probably do it next <laughs> week and, and it's no, no big deal. Um, but, but, but then, you know, race days, race days exciting. So it's, it is a little bit more yeah. special, but anyway, as, as we're uh, kind of, before we get into 
I don't know, before we get too, get too lost in the weeds, let's, let's uh, rewind the clock a little bit and kind of hear how it sure. started. Cause that's always, I, I don't know. It's, it's always interesting to me. I don't know if everybody else enjoys it or not, but like, uh, there's so many different ways that people come into, into the sport, kind of find their way into running. Some people it's been since they were little cause their parents ran. And so they just got into yeah. it. Or they get into it in high school with, with track and cross country. But how'd you find your way into the sport? Yeah. So my mom was a runner and uh, my brother and I spent most of our Saturdays being taken to, you know, race after race after race. And it was miserable as a small child to be, <laughs> unless there was the fun run for the kids or like, you know, something like that. And sometimes my dad would do cool things with us, but, oh, it was, it was, it was not fun. I did not enjoy it all that much as a small child. Um, and so in seventh grade, when my mom was like, okay, Ellen, it's, you can either choose to be in volleyball or you can choose to be in cross country. And I know she was like, go to cross country. Mm -hmm. And I was like, volleyball, (laughs) (laughs) not a dang thing I want to do with running. And so I didn't actually get into running until after I had graduated from undergrad, my first job. Um, some of my friends that I worked with there, they were like, Hey, just come for a run with us. And I was like, okay. And I'll be dang, they hooked me on that one. And um, I, from there is where I really just started to be consistent with the running. And, you know, you could see those gains early on and very quickly when you first start like that. And so um, it got me into it. And then from there, I was like, yeah, I'll challenge myself and run a marathon or run a half marathon. So and that it was really just like my friends at work in my first position. Mm. Your pressure strikes again. It's, uh, it does. <laughs> I feel, I feel sure like that's a common theme. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying in in the running world, I feel like peer pressure is 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 it's the gateway to it's the gateway to getting started, and then it's the gateway to like doing more and more and more. Like you, know, you, just, you uh-huh. just keep mm-hmm. climbing sure. the ladder. Is is that kind of how it happens? So you get started, you get from a group, and then it's like, hey, let's do this five k, and t- and then kind of just progress from there. Yeah, my friend, the Lori is her name. My friend that um, uh, really got me into it. She was like. She's from Chicago, and so she talked about having run the Chicago Marathon, and I was like, that sounds so cool. I don't know if I could ever do that. And so Lori started pushing me a little bit more and more, and then we decided to run a half marathon together, um, and that was that was it. And you know, the funny part about that that I'll never that was my very first you know distance race like that. And, um, I had told my mom and dad, and so this was like early two thousands, like really before my parents didn't have cell phones. I had one, but like, you know, it was before like everybody had one. Back on in their the dark ages oh. when <laughs> yeah, right? I believe my dad had a pager at the time. Right. right. And so, um, I, we're Lori and I are coming down the hill right to the finish line. And I see these, this woman just screaming and jumping at the finish line. I was like, whose family is that? Oh, it's, it's my family. It's my mom. <laughs> my mom and dad surprised me. They showed up at the, at the race. I was like, that's the coolest thing that they were there. And, you know, it came full circle for my mom to have been able to see me finish a race like that when she had, you know, drugged me to all of those races for her, <laughs> but it was, it was, a, it was a cool experience. And so from that moment forward, I really was hooked in the, the half marathon and above distances. So gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Let's let's dive into the first marathon because I know you said that, that your first marathon story is something that you uh, enjoy talking about. So let's uh, let's just get to it. When how much longer after the the first half marathon did it take you to yeah. to go you know double the distance? So it was uh, it was a year, okay. and um, at the 2006 was when I ran my first half, and then 2007, my very first marathon was the New York City Marathon. Like. <laughs> 
Go big, go big right, <laughs> right? off the, right out <laughs> the gate. <laughs> and it was one of those where I just put my name in the lottery and I was like, um, this oh, is never going to happen. Everybody hates you. Uh, all these people it, that have been put in the lottery for a decade and never gotten called. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the first, and the, oh, it was around this time in the summer, I get the email and I was like, you've got to freaking be kidding me. Now I have to train for this crap? Holy <laughs> cow and so like I came out of my office I was I had this like stunned look on my face and Lori she was like you all right I was like I just I just got into the New York City Marathon and she screamed like she was so excited and I was like I don't you need to calm down because I don't know how to feel about this right yet (laughs) and but like the cool thing about that was you know a lot of my friends there at work you know, when I would do my long runs, I I was doing a loop around town that was about a five mile loop. And so I would have friends like every 45 minutes, be ready to like, I'm going to be here. And then they would run a loop with me. So I had fresh legs with me on every loop when I was doing some of my long runs. And it was just a, it was a really, really cool effort and people helping me. Um, Lori and I ran a couple of half marathons in that process, um, to like build up to the full marathon. And we ran at the Akron half marathon and she like put her head down and just like left me. I was like, that's fine. You can do what you need to do. And so as I'm, I don't know if you've ever run Akron, but it, and it's a really, it's a cool race, right? So you finish in their, um, minor league ballpark and you like cross home plate is like the finish line. So that's, that's pretty cool. And the half and the full start together and then they break off and then they finish together. And so as I'm like rounding into the stadium for this Akron half, I was like, what the heck is this commotion behind me? This is why is there so, oh, the guy who's going to win the marathon is going to finish at the same time as me. And I was like, that's demoralizing. Or is it? And so as I'm like coming into the stadium, he's like, they project him up on the big screen and I take my moment and I'm going like this, like acting like the whole crowd's cheering for me. <laughs> Lori, who had already finished, I finally crossed the finish line. She's like, you, I was like, you're just jealous because you put your head down and you had to finish your race faster. I was like, I had the more fun. So, <laughs> but then running the New York City Marathon, um, the day before was the men's U S Olympic trials. And when Ryan Shea, um, unfortunately passed away in the middle of the race, he had a, um, heart congenital heart defect mm-hmm. that he did not know about. Um, and so the day before is, is the Olympic trials and my friends and I are in their house in New Jersey watching ESPN and playing cards and trying to like keep me calm and all that sort of stuff. And that comes up on ESPN and my friend Greg cannot get to the TV remote to change a channel fast enough. And I like, I instantly had tears well up in my eyes. He was like, you are not going to die tomorrow. I'm like, but what if I do? Like, I just was so nervous about it. Um, and you know, I, I did it all on my own. I didn't have people running with me. I mean, my friends, Greg and Amy were there. Um, and I saw them at mile 16 and I had that moment on first Avenue in Manhattan where I was like, Oh my God, I have 10 more miles. I'll never, (laughs) I die in the streets of New York city. Like that's where I I thought that it was going to go off the rails for Mm -hmm. me, but you know, I managed to do it. And when I crossed that finish line, I was like, Holy cow, I actually did it. And then the, I think the bigger challenge for the New York city marathon is getting out of central park when you are done with the race and like how long you have to walk through there. But it was, it was a great, great experience. And, and then I, I actually got to tell Meb Kaflesky about my, 
um, marathon experience because he had run the trials the day before. And, you know, I ended up talking with him at one point in my life. And um, he was like, I'm very proud of you. And so, you know, for Med Kofleski to tell Mm -hmm. me that he was proud of me, that just that, that moment really showed me like how running it doesn't matter your ability, right? That everybody is, is supportive and caring about you. And, you know, he genuinely was like, I'm really proud of you for getting to the starting line after what had happened. He said, cause it, it messed with me. I'm sure it messed with you on your mm-hmm. first marathon. So it was I like just a cool moment to like bring it full circle for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's wow, as, as always so many things in there that I'd love to, to dive into and, and I'm sure I'll, we'll, we'll get on one or two of them and then the moment will be passed and I'll forget about the other things. Cause there'll be something else to, to go at. But, um, with, with, with being New York, I've never run the New York city marathon. I, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I, I have, am pretty, I don't know, like open about, I like the smaller races. Like yes. I, I don't mind a big race once in a while, but I, I don't have, a lot of, of desire to run a lot of, you know, tens and 20,000 people races. Like they're, they're fun once in a while, but give yeah. me, give me a race with a thousand people or less where you're never alone, but you're also never right. Shoulder you're to shoulder, let alone problem. shoulder yeah. to shoulder for 26 freaking miles. Like, right. like that's, that's, that's more of my jam. Um, yet every time I talk to somebody who's run New York, whether they've done it a dozen times, whether they've done it once, um, they're like, you got to do it. So is it a race I got to do at some point? I, I would probably say that um, I, I'm the kind of the same way as, as you know, the, the one and done. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not chasing the world Abbott marathons or anything like that to like get all those stars. Um, I don't know if I would want to do Chicago or another big one. But the I think having had the experience of that being my first one was just it, it was it was almost indescribable, really. And, you know, I crossed the finish line and. I started to cry, except I had no bodily fluids left. And so it was just really like this dry crying moment. And this old guy who had crossed in front of me, he like turns around and he was like, isn't that a great feeling? And we're both just like snotting all over each other, full on sweat hugs. And like, you know, like just like things like that, that, um, you meet those people in the smaller races, but it was it like me and 50,000 of my closest friends ran the New York city marathon that day. And it was, that's crazy to me to think that, um, but I'm, I'm like you in terms of, I, I like the smaller races definitely now, but yeah, I think everybody should have one big race like that in the, under their belt. And then, and then I get to the, the, you know, the, like, well, I I should probably, like, I wouldn't like, it'd be a good experience. It'd be, it'd be fun to, you know, to, to see, you know, does it live up to the hype, that type of thing? Maybe I should start putting myself into the drawing, but then I don't want to be like you who gets it on the first try. And then like, Oh shit, now I got to do this. You know, like, like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like if I can say, I'll just enter the drawing and somewhere in the, in, you know, somewhere in five, five to eight years from now, we'll get it like, okay, but then I'm going to wait five to eight years to enter. And then it's going to take me a decade to get in and you know, like whatever. Yeah. Best laid plans, when right? I, when I realized, like when I've really got active on Twitter and in the running community on Twitter, when I was like, Oh my God. So a lot of these people have entered like 15 and 16 times mm-hmm. and they have, I was like, I'm not, sh- I, and now you're like outing my story of like, I tried once and I got it. And so I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, but there's, there's always got to be that one person that, uh, you know, or however many people, but we'll, we'll just say that one that's hundred percent. I entered, I entered one marathon drawing and I got it. Like I, one, that's it. One and done. That's one all I got to do. <laughs> so you, you run New York, obviously it's it, all the pomp, all the circumstance, crowd support, 50, like you said, 50,000 of your closest friends out there running together. Um, when, when you got to the finish line, I mean, it sounded like it was a, a pretty great day, pretty great process. The training went 
went about as smoothly. I mean, maybe there was some hiccup. Probably there was some hiccups, but it went probably about as well as you could have hoped for your first time from what you're saying. Um, how how soon after you get to Central Park, cross the finish line, you're like, you know what? I kind of want to do something like this. Maybe not at this scale, but like I wouldn't mind doing another marathon. <laughs> Let's see. That was in 2007. So 10 years. Yes. All right. Like, and, and I, I say all I, right because I was definitely that person that like, all right, that was the dumbest, like running a marathon was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Like yeah. I will not do this again. And so many yep. times I talked to people like, oh, like, you know, I got, and I was like, I can't wait to sign up for the second one. I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm not the only one that was like, ah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. It, yeah, I, it, it took me a long while um, before I started to do, you know, and I kept running. I just wasn't distance like, and again, like three miles is distance to some people, right, but right. most of, you know, just a couple miles, you know, four or five days a week. Um, that was all I was doing, but yeah, about 10 years before I started to like get back into it. And then 2018, um, like that, like December, 2017 to December of 2018, I ran two fulls and four halves in that year. And so I came back gangbusters. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. What what uh, kind of spurred you in that in that window to start? I don't want to say taking it up, but like you know, running yeah. for running for health, running for fun, running for some mental health benefits. Which I know is something else you want to talk about, but like going. The, all right, let's start doing some some races again. Yeah, um, it was a significant other at the time. You know, he and I. Um, he was a, he's a very serious runner and. Um, he had had a goal for 2017 to run a marathon a month and I started dating him in like November. And so then in December is when, um, he was like, you can run a half now. You, I know you can run a half now. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. And then I did. And then from there we just started running a lot of races together. Oftentimes we would go to a race that had a full and a half. He'd run the full, I'd run the half. And, gotcha. um, so it was, it was him. But then as that, as that, relationship deteriorated running was still there for me. Mm -hmm. And, and so that was important to have that outlet dealing with some difficult things that were happening. I had a lot of stuff happen in um, 2019 that just was not fun and it, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. And then, you know, going into 2020 with the, the pandemic, um, uh, running, running helped me a lot for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, since we're, since we're there, let's, let's lean into that as much as you're, you're willing to, of course, we don't need to sure. go anywhere you don't want to go, but, um, obviously the 2020, the pandemic, the, the whole mm -hmm. situation, uh, it, it, I don't think anybody can say that it didn't affect them somehow, some way. I mean, it, it, yeah. it touched all of us, uh, lots of us in, in multiple ways, uh, some, some certainly worse than others, but, um, running was, was, I think mm -hmm. at least within the running community, like, I mean, it was, it was a very necessary component mm -hmm. of getting through, uh, that, you know, the, the entirety of, uh, or at least I guess the last 10 months or nine and a half months of 2020 and, and even, you know, the first half, at least beyond of, yeah. of 2021. Um, yeah. I don't know the better way to ask it. Then we'll just, you know, start, start general and, and dive in a little more, but like, you know, uh, how, how, I guess, how crazy did life get for you? And, and then how mm -hmm. did, you know, how, how much were you able to lean on running to help you as, as things just kind of went off the rails on, on, pretty much every, every avenue that, that they could yeah. have probably for a lot of folks. Yeah. Um, so it, I go back to 2019. Um, my, my dad was diagnosed with a significant health issue. Um, significant other and I broke up. I lost my job due to financial cuts oh, Lord. and I moved oh. at all, all within about a, a, uh, um, 
five month span. And so running became like really the only constant that I had. And I, when I moved, I, I put my entire life into storage and I lived out of a suitcase then for the following 10 months. And so it, it, it was, it was rough. And, you know, your running clothes don't take up all that much space whenever you're packing. And so <laughs> it was easy for me to, you know, make sure that I had that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, then when I, you know, I finally got a full-time job again and I, and I moved and I was ready to start my new job, March 2nd of oh. 2020. Mm. And so I had moved to a new area the first part of March of last year. And, um, you know, 17 days later, the world had completely shut down. Mm. So, um, and it chokes me up because it's, it's rough. Mm. And, um, you know, I, in that process, in the, in the end, like the latter part of 2019, um, running was, you know, my safety. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved and I was by myself, um, running was my safety. And every weekend I ran a half marathon because <laughs> I was just so bored. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, last year was the most miles that I had ever run in a year. It was well over a thousand. And that was that I've never, never gotten close to that before, but, um, yeah. And, and I realized that like, as I'm running and like, as I'm spending that time by myself, really just to take up time so that I didn't, you know, didn't have to sit and do nothing or stare mindlessly at the TV, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. You know, I, I listened to podcasts and I listened to books on, on audible and like all of these sorts of things. And, and I was able to think and process and, and come to really what my values are and really what is important in my life. And, and, um, it helped me clarify a lot of things. And so, um, I'm grateful that I have had that experience. Again, I wish none of those things. I don't wish one of those things alone, all four of those things at one time on anybody. Cause it was, it was rough and, and running was running was my friend and it got me through it. So, yeah, it's, it's man, I, 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 I feel like for, for me, and I don't know that I've gotten into this much, but you know, maybe I've, I've touched on it a little bit, but like, like obviously, you know, everything shut down. Like it, it, it hit, but like, we probably, my, my wife and my daughter and I, like we probably had about as smooth of a process as you could have given the, the, the craziness. Um, but even, even with all of that said, like if I couldn't have gotten out of the house to go for a run every day, you know, if I yeah. couldn't have gotten out on, on Saturday to go for two or three hours to just like kind of get away, like, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And then, and then to be in your, like, you know, I, I, I am the introverts introvert, but it's nice to at least see some other runners once in a while or like, you know, yeah. be at the coffee shop at the end of the, the, the Saturday like, run or whatever. And like, maybe not get into deep, deep, too deep of conversations, but like, Hey, how was your run? And what are you training for? And just some of those type of, of interactions yeah. and, you know, yeah. being new to an area and not having probably as many friends around and then not, yeah. Oh man, I can't even, can't even imagine. Yeah. It was, and, and it, you know, my stuff, my, my, my life was mm-hmm. still in storage. And right. so I, you know, I moved to Kentucky in March and I didn't get my life out of Pennsylvania until May of, oh. of last year. And so I, you know, I, again, I'm still just living out of a suitcase. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and again, like it clarified those things for me of like, 
once I finally like got all my things, I was like, do I really need all like, clearly I was survived for the last 10 months and was very successful and was just fine. And people never said anything of like, Oh, you've worn that a lot. Mm -hmm. No one said anything like that ever to me. So it's, it's leading me down this path of like some minimalism. And it's like, as, like I said, as long as I have some running shoes, shorts, sports bra, and a shirt, I'm good to good. go. Like that's, yep. that's about all I need. And, um, I feel good about that. So yeah, yeah they, it just, it was a clarifying process. It was and and you know, I, I work with a counselor, a therapist every week and he really helped me through that and, and tried to, you know, process cause it's a lot of, a lot mm-hmm. of things to happen to one person. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'm still working through it and dealing with it. Um, And it, you know, some days are better than others. And it's like your marathon training that like, oh, yes, I nailed that six mile run. And then you go out and you do your like 13 mile run. You're like, well, I'll never make that. That (laughs) sucked. So it's the same. You know, life is, is, you know, metaphor is a uh, marathon is a metaphor for life in Mm -hmm. that you got to take it one step at a time. You got to take it one day at a time. And you never really know what's going to come your way. And you just have to be accepting of what's going to be in your path and, and, and learn from it. I, I don't like to say the phrase, everything happens for a reason. Cause that's really crappy to say to a person mm-hmm. that's going through all of that stuff, right. but there are lessons there that you can choose to learn once right. you're done with it. So, yeah. And I feel like that's to me, at least that's the key is, is when you're out of it, the lessons mm-hmm. reveal themselves. But when you're, when yeah. you're in it, man, there's, there's, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing good going on right there. Like yeah. you got to, you got to get past it, have a little bit of distance. Yeah. So now that now that we are, I don't want to get the cartoon in front of in front of the horse and saying that the pandemic's completely over. Some people yes, some right. people no. But like we're, we're hopefully trending in that direction. Things are opening mm-hmm. up, races, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know how 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 are you doing now on the running front? Like like where where what role is running playing now? Is as we're kind of coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. So I think the first couple of months of 2021 was this moment of like. I don't want a damn thing to do with running and running can just kiss my foot. Like I had (laughs) running over a thousand miles was a lot for me last year. And I, I think my body, and again, like having gone through what I went through, my body was like, could you just sit down for a minute? And, and I needed a break. And so now I'm getting back into it. I, I work at a college. And so one of the perks of that is like, I have access to all of these coaches. And so the assistant cross country and track coach, Um, she has like really helped me kind of hone my training plan. I have a half marathon on the books. I'm ready to go. Um, it's not until October. So I'm just really easing into it. So I'm not like, you know, hurting my Achilles or, you know, whatever kind of getting those sorts of injuries, but easing back into it and really, you know, I appreciate the miles that I can get and appreciate, you know, where I am with, with what my body can do and respond to it at this point now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's a lot of, of folks, I don't know, maybe not a lot, but I've, I've heard the stories or I've heard, you've heard, you know, kind of eavesdropped on the conversations on Twitter where it's like, so excited to get back to racing yet for some folks. And, and I mean, I get it, but it's like, you just want to do all the things right now and dive right back mm-hmm. in. And then you potentially wind up with the injuries, mm-hmm. which is not, uh, not anybody's idea of a good time anytime, no. let alone right now when things are finally coming back and finally having some right. races and whatnot. Um, so, so good on you for, for tapping the brakes, being, being a little bit, I don't know if I want to say smart, cause I mean, it's smart, but like, you know, being, <laughs> being reasonable about, Hey, like I need to, to ease into this because the last yeah. thing, last thing you want is to be injured now and, and 
yeah, you know, not have running to lean on or not be able to get out and enjoy some of the weather or, or things like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, kind of shifting back a little bit into that, yeah. that decade or so between the first marathon and, and the second one, um, what was, I mean, was running really, did I kind of categorize it right? Categorize it right before when it's just kind of something you did a little bit of social, a little bit of, of health, but like, were there any races mixed in there or were you not really into the racing scene during that, that window? There were, um, yeah, there, there were not a whole lot of races. I did a couple 10 Ks. I did do one half in that time period. Um, but then, uh, when I moved, you know, I was in Ohio at that time and I'm, I'm back in Ohio now. And then, so when I moved to Pennsylvania at really, um, until I met my, um, my previous, uh, significant other, <laughs> um, it, until I met him, did I, uh, you know, really get back into running, I running, it was, it really was, you know, when I was work, like I said, I work at a college. And so when I was, um, here the first time, um, I would run with some of my students and just kind of, you know, push them that sort of stuff. But it wasn't, it wasn't anything of like, I, I want to run a half marathon or a full marathon. It was not, yeah, it was just, it was just something for my health, something for social, something to do, that kind of stuff. So. Gotcha. And, and that was kind of the impression I got, but I, I mm -hmm. guess I kind of asked that question to, to get to this question. So, um, now having run in the last few years, a lot more mm -hmm. races, um, and, and obviously with last year, not, I'm assuming probably not having any races, at least from, from March through, through, you know, the, <laughs> most of the end of the year. Um, are, are you more motivated by races now? Do you, do you like the race experience? Like, like where, where does racing stand in your hierarchy of your, 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 the Ellen Campbell hierarchy of needs when it comes to running? Like, like where, where does racing fit in there as, as something that yeah. really kind of gets you going or not so much? Yeah, I, that's a good question. And I don't, I don't know if I necessarily know the answer to that right yet. I think, um, racing has a significant part in my, in my, you know, running life. Um, I think I'm learning to handle race day better. I like I, this, is the nerves, right? Like I just get so freaking nervous and, and that learning to trust your training process and, and getting to that. I think I'm still kind of dealing with that. I love to race. I love when the race is over <laughs> and be able to, you know, celebrate. And, um, it's, it, you know, I did do a lot of virtual races last year and, and, you know, you got, you even got a medal with those. Right. And so <laughs> I have them all like hanging up. And so it's, it's really cool to look back and see, like, I, I did that. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I think it's the challenge of it, you know, though, the, in August, or, uh, November of 2019, I, I ran a half on a Saturday and ran a full on a Sunday. So I did the 39.3, you know, challenge. And, you know, that's something that I like, no one can take that away from mm -hmm. me. And so if I, you know, I, I think it means more if you actually race it and actually like cross the finish line and there's a, a gun time that you can say, this right. is what I did it in. And you can't, say anything to me about how slow it was because you didn't do it yourself. So <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and nobody has ever been like, Oh my God, you ran that marathon right. so slow. No one's ever said that to me, but I, I defensively I'll be like, well, I ran it in this, you know, and, and they're like, Oh my gosh, I, I don't do anything for that long mm -hmm. of a period of time other than sleep. And I was like, Oh, that's a good way to put it. But yeah. So it, I think the racing part of it, um, 
once I get going and once I get past the nerves is, is fun and I do enjoy it, but it's, it's the lead. I just I get overthink it and get to the mm-hmm. point where I'm like, Oh, so nervous before it happens. But do you find that you're, I don't want to say, I guess I'll say worse, but I don't mean worse necessarily, but like worse with overthinking it for the fulls versus the half, seeing that you've done so many more halves, like are you more comfortable there and not overthink it as much? Does that kind of play out? I think so. Yeah. Cause it, again, like, like you said, like on the regular, do I run 13 miles? And and I know that I can cover that distance. I think it does play into me a little bit more of like, I, it is maybe getting a little bit easier um, now with like, I've done five fulls. I know right. full well that I can run 26.2 miles. Um, it's just, you know, I, I, I don't know. And it's that learned behavior of like, I'm towing the line at a starting line. And so I know that I have to be nervous. Mm. I think I have to be nervous. I don't right. have to be nervous, right. but I think it right. And, and I often tell people they're, they always say, I don't think I could ever run um, a full marathon. No, you really can. This, your brain is right. the muscle that you have to train more than right. anything. And I'm, you know, working with my counselor and, you know, all these things that I've been trying to do to, to work through some stuff. That's the thing that I really have like focused on and can see that, um, the benefits from it. And so it's getting easier. Race day is fun. I still have nerves. Right. <laughs> well, that's, that's okay. Like I, I, I feel like, um, I don't know, like, like not that you, you can't or shouldn't be nervous, but like, it is a little bit more special. Like it is a little bit, it, it, you know, if for no other reason than, than you paid some money for it and you're going to get that medal right. at the finish line. It's, right. that's, those are two things that don't happen when you walk out of the house on Saturday morning or Sunday morning and go run 15 right. miles. Right. So like, right. it's a little bit more special and, and, um, you know, and, and, and especially if you're trying to push yourself at all, try to, to run a new, new PR or, or whatever. Um, you know, it's like, all right, like I've been working on this for, two months, four months, six months training up for this. Uh-huh. Like it's mm-hmm. go time. It's, it's final exam time. Let's see how it, how it all shakes out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, uh, the, the 13, the, the half and full combination weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- those are, those are fun, fun challenges or at least fun things to talk about. Which, mm-hmm. uh, which race challenge did you do? So this is the, the, the weekend before Thanksgiving in November, um, the flying monkey marathon in Nashville, Tennessee. It's a smaller race. Um, Trent Rosenbloom is the, uh, race director and he's a little sadistic in his race directorship, but he's, he is a genuinely kind and, and caring soul. Um, and that was the first year that he did, um, a half and a full together like that. He does the, the full all of the time. Um, and he now doesn't do the half and the full back and back to back. They, um, the park where he does them is like, this is overwhelming. And so, no, you can't have it all at the same weekend. So he spreads it out a little bit more, but yeah, to challenge myself to do the half and the full in the same time. And again, like that was, that was right after I had moved, I was still living out of a suitcase. Like it was, <laughs> there was, there was a purpose to that weekend. And you know, I have a pendant that says 39.3 that I wear all of the time because I, I am proud of that. And that is something that, you know, a lot of people can finish a half, a lot of people can finish a full, but to do it like that, um, together, you know, it took a lot out of me and, um, that was what I have to show for what I was going through. So, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. I did the, um, the goofy challenge, which is the same thing, mm-hmm. the half and the full, um, in, in 2020. So January, you know, whatever, January 8th and 9th, the 20th. So like right before everything went crazy, uh-huh. um, that was, that was a, a race weekend that I did. And, um, I, I know for me leading into that, like 
the expectations were completely different than it would have been to run either race in isolation. Right. Um, how, how did you kind of prepare for, how did you prepare for it training wise, but also prepare for it in terms of like, you know, mm-hmm. like this is, these are two races, but they're all kind of the same race, but they're different days. Like, how did you get ready for, for that yeah. whole dynamic? I, I knew it was about time on my feet. I knew it was about just getting comfortable with moving, um, that much. <clears throat> and so I often would do, you know, my, my, weekend long runs were not just Saturday or not just Sunday. They were both days. Right. And so just getting used to beating your body up (laughs) on, and and again, like the way that runners talk about running, like no wonder people are like, y'all are nuts. Yeah, no, we know we're fully aware of it. We get it, but it's fun. Come join us. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I spent a lot of time just, you know, whatever I would do on the first long run, double it on the second long run just to make sure that, you know, my body was used to it. And I think the hardest part really was like the learning how to fuel and eating the right things and having enough energy. Um, it was almost super good that I was unemployed at the time Mm -hmm. so that I could rest and, and, you know, I didn't have to exert a whole lot of energy Mm -hmm. to be like job searching and stuff. So there was some benefits to it and the timing of it was really good. And I don't know if I would have been as successful with it if I had had a full-time job, like I said to you earlier that, you know, right now I'm trying to work two jobs and train for a half marathon Mm -hmm. and that's a heck of a lot, but I, you know, I had the time and, and dedication and, 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 at that moment, you know, being unemployed and all the things that had happened, I was able to channel my energy into something positive. So it, it yeah. helped. It helped big Good. time. Yeah. How this is admittedly, and I've asked this question to a few people. It's, it's maybe the worst question. I don't know. Maybe not the worst question in podcasting, but it's the worst question in this type of environment to, to ask. But like, how different did you find 26.2 miles after running 13.1 the day before versus the, the, the other four times that you've run a marathon, mm-hmm. assuming that the other four times weren't also a part of back-to-back challenge type of weekend situations. They were not. Um, yeah, it was, it was harder for sure. And, and part of that is because, you know, this course it's in Percy Warner park in Nashville and the, the full has 3,700 feet of elevation oh, change. Lord. And so <laughs> like Pick a dumber one, Ellen. Go ahead. Chance <laughs> you to find a dumber one to do, but come, I did come it. down to Disney where the the whole thirty nine miles has like four hundred feet of elevation at most. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I, it um, yeah, it was it was it was harder, and you know, and, and I get like the X was there, and and so that was a mental factor, and you know, there's just so many things that are connected, and you don't necessarily think about it until you're in those moments, and you're like holy cow, this is just like a crap storm of all this stuff. And yeah, so there were a lot of factors, but I was, I knew that I could do it. I knew that I had the, the right elevation, um, on my legs that, you know, I could manage the change and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I walked, there was some walking, there was for sure some walking. Um, but I still crossed both those finish lines and no one can take that away from me. So, and no one can take away my trucker hat that I earned for doing both of those. So (laughs) there you go. 
There you go. The, the functional, the functional bling, the, the trucker hat you can wear all the time whenever you exactly. want. Exactly. That is a limited edition and only if you did both of those races. And so, right. yeah. It and was, now you can't was, go back and get one anyway because they don't have them both on the same weekend. They don't do them. Yeah. I know. So <laughs> that's probably my favorite piece of, of bling that I got from any race is that, that trucker hat. Cause it, it means that I worked my butt off for that, mm-hmm. that hat and it means a lot to me. So yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, wear it, wear it with pride. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. So, um, now I'll follow up, you know, what might be the worst question with another terrible question. I, I, I don't know how I got on the, the theme of let's ask all the terrible <laughs> questions today. Um, but, but the predicting the future question is always a terrible one because I mean, who, who knows, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone six weeks, six months, six years right. from now. Um, but you know, Again, as we're kind of coming out of the pandemic, things are starting to open up. Races are, are certainly a thing again uh, in a lot of places. Uh, I know you got the half looking forward to for, for later this year. Um, thinking about, you know, going back again to the, the introductory question, like you like the full, like that's, it's a mm-hmm. new, cha- it's a, it's a different challenge. It's a challenge that you really seem to, to enjoy embracing. Um, any, any thoughts of, of fulls in the future or we just kind of take it, let's get through the half first and see where we see where we stand. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, I, I want to run another full. And I was talking with my counselor a while ago that I have a goal that, you know, I want to run this, this full in November. And, and, and he was like, okay. And I was like, oh, that's, that's not the challenge. Like <laughs> running the full will be fine. There's other parts of it that are going to be the challenge to it. So that's, that's like the end of November. This half that I'm training for is the first part of October. So timing wise, it works out really yeah. well. Um, so uh, yeah, I think I'll, well, I'll see how I feel and then continue in the process. If, if I want to, I do want to run some more. Um, yeah. Cause it's, I mean, running, running is important to me and, and yes, while it was something that my ex like helped bring back, it's not because of him that I have it. Right. And so it's important for me to continue to do that for myself. So, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. When you, when you do races, whether it's a half or a full, how, how mm-hmm. driven by, finish times PR like does that factor into you at all you, you don't don't really care not really because like the the one time that I started to do that like I, I kept like watch looking right of like checking of like oh uh, and then it just it did nothing but produce like severe anxiety in the like with 10 miles to go or something and I was like no just don't worry about that don't worry about people that are passing you that's their race and good for them um so yeah it's more just a challenge for me to get to the finish line really no, that's, that's a, a great place to be. And, and something that I think there's, there's certainly I, there's there, like, I, I am still certainly driven by trying to get faster at times, but like there are plenty of times when it's just like, just chill, just chill. Like, yeah. does yeah. it, does it really matter if I, if I, you know, like my marathon PR right now is, I don't even, I don't even remember, but it's like three fifty six three fifty like it's somewhere in that just under four hour range. Right. And so it's mm-hmm. like, there's days where I'm like, man, if I, if I go out there and tried to just kill it and ran whatever, 345, knocked 12 minutes off, like, what does that really matter? Like, eh, you know, like it'd, it'd be cool, but like. For who? For, right. Yeah. Like, no, I you know, like, like, I totally it doesn't, get it. I totally get it. Who does it value? Like, it, 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 like, I still mm-hmm. want to go faster than that even. So then, then it just moves the mark forward and you know, right. whatever. So I, I think right. that there's plenty of times to, to, if you want to push yourself and certainly just, just chill and enjoy it and, and just enjoy the race day vibe. And, you know, again, going not, not to make it all about me, but like when I did the goofy, like that was the, that was the vibe, right? Like we weren't mm-hmm. going to try to PR. We were going to stop yeah. at all the photos, enjoy all yep. the characters, like whatever. And yep. I mean, that was a lot of fun. 
So it yeah. <laughs> you know, like, not a, not a bad way to spend a, a few hours running on Saturday and a few more hours running on Sunday is just go out mm-hmm. and, and cruise and, and have fun with it. So, um, yeah. I guess the the as we're getting to the point of starting to to wrap up, Ellen, um, I, I like to to close off. I guess with, with something similar to the introductory question, although I, I give it a fancy name and call it the philosophical question, um, oh. but just something open-ended kind of take it, okay. take it where you want with it. And that's where we'll kind of wrap things up today. Um, but in the, in the years that you've been, been running, uh, both in that, in the, the, the decade where ra- races weren't a big part of it and, and also on uh-huh. the, the bookends on either side of it. Um, curious to, to, to know, you know, you kind of mentioned it as well that, the marathon, but I would go even farther as to say running itself, just such a great metaphor for life. So many lessons that you can learn through running. Um, some of the lessons that I've learned through running curious if there's, if there's a, a thing or two or five or as many as you want to share, uh, <laughs> that, that, that you've learned through running that then you're able to use in other areas of your life, whether it's professional, personal, whatever. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing, um, that, you know, I, and I, again, I work at a college and so I try to help students sort of see the same things. Right. And the thing that I've learned is, and I said it a few minutes ago is of that's someone else's race. Mm-hmm. Like don't compare yourself. And, and the only thing that you can control is yourself. The only thing that you are capable of having any effect on is, is what you do, how you react you know, trust your, trust your gut, right? If you feel like, uh Oh, I better find a bathroom real freaking quick. Like you better better trust that feeling, right? (laughs) Like you got to try, you got to sneak down off into the trail, do what you got to do. But it's the same in, in life. And it's the same, you know, for the college students that I work with of like you in 10 years, that person who passed you or that person you out sprinted, isn't going to remember it. They're going to remember that they pushed themselves as hard as they can. And, you did what you needed to do. Right. So you just need to worry about yourself. You need to focus on yourself, um, because you can't control what other people do or don't do. Um, and I think that's the, the, the big thing that I've learned. And I definitely, you know, trusting the process and having a plan is also super important, um, to me. And, you know, I have my meal plan book set out over there and I've got my training plan and, you know, I have it written in like 14 different places and you just, just being planned out, I think really helps too. And knowing that, you know, I know, like I told you earlier that I slept in a little bit this morning and I didn't get my run in and, but I know I have to work tonight. So I know at lunch, I have to go on this run. And so, um, finding those things and, and prioritizing it, I think is, is, is really important. If you, you can do it, you just have to make the time for it. And everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. You just have to prioritize what you're going to do with those 24 hours. Mm. Yeah. Great, great stuff. Certainly, uh, good reminders. And, uh, thank you for, for sharing all those. Uh, once again, guys, uh, if you want to connect with Ellen, I encourage you to do so on Twitter at Ellen A. Campbell. Uh, disruns.com slash 960 is the link back to the show notes today. Photos, links, the whole nine as well. So, Ellen, thanks for uh, for taking the time this morning. I, I certainly appreciate it. And uh, glad, like I said in the intro, glad to be able to connect more than just kind of browsing through tweets and things like that, but to actually <laughs> dive deeper a little bit, uh, get into sure. some stories. And uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best through the summer, into the fall, with all your races and everything else beyond that. But uh, thanks for the time today and nothing but the best going forward. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Ellen and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's conversation. What was your uh, takeaway du jour 
du jour. Uh, for me, it was when Ellen was talking about some of the, the, the mental work she's done. And I, I believe she said something along the lines of, you know, like that's, that's the most important thing, training your brain and, uh, and, and just the mental side of the sport. And, and I think for me, it's an area you've heard me talk about several times over the years, how, how much I struggle with that, how that's probably my weakest link and, and how I think it can be easy to overlook. You know, we get, we, me, maybe you as well, uh, get so focused on miles run on paces for me on heart rate. A lot of the times, um, on trying to see progress, uh, on, on those, on the physical metrics, right? The metric metrics, metrices uh, on the physical components, uh, bits of data it related to the sport. And I don't as often as I should. And it's certainly as much as I freaking talk about it, uh, work on some of the mental gains. And, and on one hand, I think that they are related, right? As you see your fitness improve, whatever metrics you use to met, to, to gauge whether your fitness is improving. I think that, that at least for me, naturally, the mental game gets a little bit stronger because I see the work that I'm doing is feel like it's paying off. But I think there's so much, again, for me, maybe for you, but certainly for me, untapped potential to do some mental work, to, to do some things, to train my brain, to allow me to not just kind of improve my mental game by, for lack of a better way of saying it, by accident, but to actually focus some attention there, right? Uh, paying a little bit of attention to it, working at it, uh, getting stronger mentally, and how that will then maybe, probably, almost assuredly, improve some of my physical traits as well, as far as paces and endurance and, and times and, and all those types of things by being mentally stronger. So, you know, maybe it's, it's one of those, those metaphors where you think about it as a ladder and, and you can't like, you gotta, you, you gotta work both sides of the ladder to increase the overall ladder height. You can't just prop up one leg and hope that the ladder will stay strong and, and straight. Uh, eventually that, that other side, it's going to cause things to topple over. So if I'm only working my physical, don't work my mental that much. Eventually I'm going to be so top heavy that, you know, I'm going to have a bad day or something like that. And I'm going to crack mentally <laughs> again, been there, done that. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe not have, uh, not have the race that I was hoping for because I didn't spend enough time focusing on the mental game. So I guess that's my takeaway today is don't forget to work on some of your mental strength, whether it's meditation, whether it's visualization, um, whether it's having mantra, whatever it is, you know, you got to find the, the things that work for you and what works for me may or may not work for you. You know, surprise, surprise, nothing's one, one size fits all, but don't neglect working on some of the mental strength. Don't, don't neglect the role that your brain plays not only on race day, but in training as well. And maybe, maybe just maybe in everyday life. So, uh, that was something when, when Ellen was talking about, uh, about just, you know, kind of her, her mental, mental health in general. Um, I was like, Oh yeah, something I, again, I need to focus on. And then, we, then when she said how important it is to train, uh, mentally, I was just like, yep, there it is. There is the takeaway. So that's it for me. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Uh, let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. Uh, you can always leave comments and messages there. Slide into the DMs if you're so inclined. You can also shoot an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And uh, 
I don't know. I don't know that it's the last option, but it's uh, the last option I'm going to mention. It's the last option I mention every time. It's the show notes. Head over to show notes for today, disruns.com slash 960. Read the write-ups, scroll down past the links, past the photos, past all the things to that comment section down at the bottom. And you can leave your thoughts and feedbacks there as well. Uh, Let me know what stood out to you. Let me know what you do to work on your mental game. I'm always looking for ideas there, ways that I can shore that up. Although, you know, to be quite frank, just anything would be better than what I'm currently doing. So i uh, got some work to do there, obviously. But uh, let me know your thoughts. Let me know your feedbacks uh, in whatever way is best for you. And uh, if you're interested in, in some coaching, like I said, we got a few few slots available. we got some new options coming. So if you're curious about any of those things, uh, details, disruns.com slash coaching or reach out to me at the uh, whatever's best for you. As I, as I say every time, uh, I'm not going to try to sell you. I'm just going to give you the information and if it's something that sounds right for you and it fits in your in your budget and, and something that you think might be helpful, then we'll go from there. And if not, no worries. I'll thank you for for your your you know for your inquiry, for for asking for more information and, and wish you nothing but the best. And you know we can still be friends. You can still listen to the podcast. It's all good. Uh, but any of that information, disruns.com/slash/coaching. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. And until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for uh, taking me with you today, and uh, we'll talk soon, right? Y'all be well. See you guys.